fucking the batmobile i saw it uh it looks cool i like it i like the fact that they're doing something different you know yeah like cool. uh, they sh- they showed the full look at the suit too i mean you have to zoom in mad hard but like it, it looks good i yeah. mean it's, a- it's like this muscle car jace kind of kind of look at batmobile yeah i dig it i'm down for it it looks like they are on the right track in terms of visuals, in my opinion, from what I w- would want to see from a Batman film. Um, yeah, because it, uh, it looks like the the complete opposite of like uh, the Ben Affleck stuff. Yes, you know, because Ben Affleck was like big and bulky. I cannot and, like, wait to see Colin Farrell as fucking Penguin. Yeah, I hope we get some of those looks soon. I hope we get uh, that one especially. You know, that one should be. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? What do you think they're gonna do? Are I, they gonna I are they gonna mutate him like like Dan DeVito, or are they gonna go sexy penguin because he's Colin Farrell? You know what? I don't know. That's a very good point. Honestly, I don't know because in the comic book, um, if they are following this long Halloween uh, story arc that they had in, in the mm-hmm. comics, uh. Penguin looks like Penguin, you know what I mean? But it'd be cool to see a different take. It'd be interesting because nobody's tried it before. Not even comics have dared to kind of sexify Penguin. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, fuck it, right? Like, uh, I mean, and we're getting Paul Dano as the Riddler. And I hope we get, like, Green Hat Riddler. You know, like, give it to me. Yeah, Paul Dano as Riddler would be good because Paul Dano has that kind of, has that face, you know, for an Edward Nigma, you know? Yeah, but then again, like, what was the one with, uh, was it Batman Forever? Batman right? Forever with Jim Carrey. Yeah, we got the full Green Riddler there, so I don't, I don't know. Um, the, the Batman, the Batmobile, that all looks good and dark. Like, it might be literally too dark. <laughs> those, those official shots from the movie, or from like the set or whatever they are, it's a little, um, well, it's a little murky. Know, again, a little musty. That's, you know. <laughs> It's like, Gotham, I guess, right? It, it's shots from a set, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not the final feature. But yeah. again, it's a Batman film. Look at the yeah. Tim Burton films. You know? Yeah, it's going to be a little dark and murky. The Tim Burton but films are fucking dark, you know? It's it's looking cool, man. In terms I'm of plating. So, uh, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm I'm fucking down for it. Fuck it. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. it's more Batman. Like, you know, we can you can complain all day back and forth, but, like, it's another Batman movie. Yeah, like, it. It, it sucks we didn't get, like, an actual Batman movie with Ben Affleck, though. Yeah, that's always going to – like, we've said this before, too. Um, it's the same thing with know. Henry Cowell, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't get a proper Superman 2. We didn't get a proper Batman. Um, it's a shame because, like, you had some some studs, you know? You had fucking Ben Affleck as yeah. fucking Batman, you know? And Ben Affleck at his prime, you know? Yeah. Because this was his peak of his career, you know? Like, yeah, he won that Oscar for Good With Hunting and shit years ago. But he did, he did that for writing. So it wasn't, a, like, an, an acting one. So You know, speaking of he's that... Been good. Uh, he's been good. 
Yeah, speaking of that, he's in some movie where he's like a coach of like a basketball He's team. a basketball coach, and I think, yeah. w- according to the trailer, the gist of it is, I think his kid died somehow, you know, which sucks. And him yeah. and him and his wife had to uh, like split up or something, and then I think he got into drinking heavy. Um, and he was some kind of high school basketball hero. Yeah, like, it, it seems like at first glance, one of those, like, inspirational movies you always get from, like... <laughs> Listen, as long ones, as it's not right? Daredevil with Ben Affleck, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, like, it, it looks like a, a better version of that. Like, I, I remember, I forget what, what movie I saw. I think it was, like, Birds of Prey, I think, when I went and saw it, and I saw that trailer. And I was like, oh, that legitimately looks pretty good. Was it called The Comeback did. or some shit? Was it called... Yeah, it's some Something like, like that, that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, hopefully, it, hopefully he's not out of it yet. It's you know? a very unben Affleckish role, though, you know. Yeah, like because you know he he publicly had like a, a drinking problem. Yeah, himself it's probably like it. It could be a passion project, or it could be something he owes somebody. You know. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of weird stuff there because you got the same vibe, right? Where it's like it, it's this almost you know those Christian movies like. Uh, like my dad watches a bunch of those. Yeah, like they all have that um, same vibe. It definitely seems like it's um one of those hallmarkish, yeah, kind of you know <laughs> morals movies. <laughs> yeah, where they make like the Hoosiers, where they make like a, a big speech at the end to the team, and then the team wins. You it's know? Like listen, it's no matter. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a fucking like a rocky thing. It's no matter yeah. no matter how hard you get hit, it's how you get up or some shit like that. It's yeah. one of those fucking things, you know. <laughs> it's like if you fall down, can you get up? You know. Yeah, word, dude. Oh, oh man, man. With that being said, welcome, folks. <laughs> Um, to episode twenty six, I reckon. Or yeah, Some, something like that. It yeah. sounds about right. Episode twenty six of the official Corpse Feed Podcast, the Morgue. Me with me always is um, my trusty producer man over here, Mister Nick Valdez from Comicbook.com. What's up, Tex? everybody? How you doing, Arturo? Um, I'm fine, man. Um, we were talking about the Batman. We're hoping that's good. Um, mm-hmm. something else that I am hoping is of decent quality is uh. The remake of Candyman, as as we spoke about our remake before with Batman. You know, it's full of remakes. We we keep continuing this fucking yeah. We keep hitting remakes, right? So yeah, um, it's rare that we get something that's like new, new anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, even our topic for this uh, you know episode is definitely not a new concept. But um, a very good rehash. But we'll get into that a little bit later. But the Candyman trailer dropped uh, last week. Just like a day after we recorded, you know, the previous episode, (laughs) unfortunately. We were so bummed, dude. Yeah, because like, we needed uh, we needed a little bit. Uh, uh, you know, we needed some fluff for the episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we we needed we needed that that big little yeah. that last little thing. You know, I wish it would have came out last week. It would have been dope. But we got it um, a day after, and uh, it's uh, it was a bit long. We yeah, agreed, it was, right. Oof. Yeah, it it felt like. I don't know, dude. It was it it was two minutes. It's like two and a half okay. minutes, but it, it it feels like two hours. So I, so check this oof. out. So I was <laughs> hanging out with my sister and some of her friends, right? Mm-hmm. And you know they saw it on you know on on their phones. They were going through one of their feeds or whatever, and, and they saw a trailer, right? Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh. 
this movie looks good and i was like well the trailer is a bit long and it kind of shows you a lot and it doesn't really look that good um and they're like oh what are you talking about it looks good you know so i guess it's pandering to a different audience i yeah that's you know? what i was wondering too because like I was wondering if we, like, we both had the same reaction to it. Yeah. Kind of lukewarm. Yeah. It's pandering to a different audience. And um, the only saving grace right now for me, honestly, is the fact that we just found out that the director. Yeah, it's uh, Naya or Nia DaCosta. I probably, you know, mispronounced her name because I've never heard it out loud. Yeah, so uh, we found out recently uh, she likes gore. Yes, came, like, we did research into this. It's weird because it's like the the more we actually looked into it, the like, the more it, it seemed interesting rather than, like, the trailer itself. There's okay. Well, here's a quote that we got from her, or that we had, or she did an interview, and where she's saying, "I really love Gore, Jordan, uh, Jordan Peele. He's really brilliant at not showing everything, and my instinct is to do the exact opposite. But there's a good amount of things you don't want to see that I make you look at. Now that is a quote. Like that is like that's what you want to hear from a horror director. So that's exactly what you want to hear, but. Mm-hmm. Especially with a theatrical feature, you would like the substance as well as the fluff. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Um, You want something to chew on because if I'm going to be sitting down for at least 90 minutes, you want me to follow something, you know? Um, You just can't throw me visuals, which, you know, I'll appreciate visuals if, you know, here and there. But, you know, you have to kind of substantiate that with uh, some... Yeah. Good story, you know? Yeah, because gore only gets you so far, especially with, like, a story as or a franchise as historically slow as the Candyman franchise. It, it's, a, it's a slow, like, the original one, too. It's a slow movie. Yeah, it is. It's not my favorite, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. Um, but it is what it is, you know? It, it's it's the visuals there, too. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the thing. Like, it's iconic now because of those visuals and because of like Tony Todd and he's involved in this in some way, but they're being real, like real, like sketchy about it. I mean, he he has to be Candyman though, right? He like, he has to show up as Candyman, but like in the trailer, like the, the, I I don't know how to pronounce his name either. Apologies. But uh, I think it's like Yahya Abdul Mateen. I'm just gonna call him Abdul Mateen. He he was in uh, he was the dad in Us. I think not not like the dad, but like um, you know when she was a little girl and they did those flashbacks. Oh yeah, that's why he looked familiar. Yeah, I think I think that's who he was, if I'm not mistaken. And he was also in that Watchmen show. But everyone liked him. I missed out on it. Did you see it? No, but I'm not watching it since I heard it's canceled. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. It, but it looks like he, you know, and that's what we were talking about where, like, the trailer seems to give away too much. Because, like, the trailer, it feels long because it's like we see that he himself is hallucinating and is, like, becoming the Candyman. Like, uh, like that woman from the first one. Or I forget. No, wait. I, I forget what the whole thing is there. But it's like he's getting possessed and then, you know, then we see a bunch of the kills already. Like, we don't get the gore, but it's like you see a, a lot of the a lot of the payoffs, you know? I I don't know what's going on with that. I think it, it just feels like it, it gave away too much. Uh, I do wholeheartedly agree with that because it's a little worrisome when a, uh, a movie that I think 
Um, honestly, sh- it's been very low key in terms of its marketing, right. um, which I'm surprised because it, there's a name behind it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, everybody knows Candyman. Even if you don't know Candyman, you know of Candyman, you know? Yes. yes. Uh, so I, I'm surprised how they're kind of sneaking this out there. Um, yeah, because this shit's coming out in like June. You know what? Yeah, it is. Co- but like, if that's the case, why did you have to give me so much? I wasn't really asking for it. You know, um, yeah. you could have given me a little teaser. You know, like if you gave me that scene with the girls in the bathroom, uh, you know, yes, yes, like that would have been enough for me. I would have been, I would have been personally interested. I would yeah, have been like, wait a minute, this looks kind of fucking good. Yeah, because like that, that looks like you know how a lot of trailers now are adopting the the um, they are adopting the formula of like showing just a scene, yeah, and then letting it play out to like uh, it. Chapter two is a, a big example that I like to refer to. Yeah, where with the we, tea, with the having mm-hmm. tea with the old lady. Yeah, and we just we don't see the payoff, but it's like it's just enough to you're like, oh shit, I want to see more. And so if we would have got that bathroom scene. Like, just that, and then, you know, then throw a bunch of other little stuff in there. But, like, that scene looks cool. Like, yeah. Open the, yeah, like, open the movie with that. And I like I like the joke in the trailer where it's, like, it cuts to, oh, who would do something like that? And it's a bunch of, like, a bunch of dumb white girls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a bunch of teenage white girls fucking mm-hmm. talking to a mirror, saying yeah. Candyman over and over again. Like, I think that would have been enough. For the trailer, and then they could have shown us shown us some quick edits of like you know some clips here and there, but they decided to go very in depth. But honestly, like I don't remember what happened. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. I remember that bathroom scene, um, <laughs> because it just looks like there should be some violence there. That should be cool, right? Um, but like, um, uh, I I rewatched it before this recording, you know, because the last time I saw it was when it initially came out, and it does play better the second time around. But there is still a lot going on. There, there's still a ton of like you you get the whole hallucination, you get the whole like oh he's probably possessed and doing the killings and all that. And you, like I said, you get you get all the kill setups already, unless there's like even more. But it's like you see like one, two, three, and then the bathroom one, and there's another one that I, I'm forgetting. But it's like that—that's um, those seem like all the kills in the movie. So it's like if if they're not gory, like I'm sure they're gory and cool looking, but like yeah, the rest of the movie's gotta, it's gotta stick. You're right. Like it's just, and it's like the sequel, I think, to the first one. Listen, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I want to watch it to see what's up, but I don't know. I I guess I'm gonna to have to rewatch the original. Yeah, to it's... see what's going on exactly with the with this new one. Like yeah. I like I hate that shit. Like all right, like Halloween did it because Halloween can do it. You know, mm-hmm. it had the blessing of John Carpenter and all that shit. So why don't you do something different? Why must you kind of sequel it? You know, fuck, just go on and reboot it. Yeah, go but, on, yeah. L- like go on it. Like if you're gonna do something like this with a new director, kind of, because I haven't really like I don't really know if she's done anything else. Yeah, I think uh, she's done like one movie i think before this but it's uh i've never seen but she's uh, but she's fairly new in the game right so um if you're gonna do that have her reboot it you know in her own style and image and stuff like don't give me the whole sequel stuff give me the new shit like give me a new candy man like cast somebody new 
a new Tony Todd or something, you know, like, the, like, you know, I don't know. It could have been the, the fucking, the dad from us, the, uh, yeah. the actual dad from us, you yeah, know, yeah, like that, he would have been cool. Somebody, but, um, somebody like that, dude. But I just feel like if you're going to do this sequel thing. Yeah. And then, then it does the get out thing of like playing a song that you wouldn't expect. Just kind of slowing it down. Like it worked with I got five on it because it was the first time that happened. You the know, trend, the trend. I see, I see yeah, a trend happening with uh, with that one. It starts playing this like Destiny's Child, say my name stuff. Oh, like, no, like yeah, it kind of that kind of put a bad taste in my mouth, honestly. Yeah, like I'm glad. I'm glad there's an audience out there that seems to be liking it. Like you know, my cause... sister and her friends, they're like, "Oh, that's cool," <laughs> and oh, they have the Beyonce song. And I'm like, oh man, that song <laughs> like, sucks. I know because it's like, are we out of touch? Like, what's going on here? Like, I, I, I I'm telling I you, know. I don't think what? it's, I don't think it's meant for, <laughs> like, it's meant for kids, right? Demographic. <laughs> yeah, it's meant for like the youngins. It's I guess. meant for uh, what is it? The which which generation are these fucking kids now? Yeah, like um, Generation Z, I think is whatever, is whatever it is. Fuck them. All right, yeah, so like the, the, the twenty year olds, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those fucking know it alls and shit. <laughs> those no, darn kids, get off my lawn! It's just, yeah, it's just something didn't click. I don't know what's yeah, going on. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm down for it if they give us the setup and she says she's a gore fiend. Um, I'm hoping the execution of those kills at least will help kind of carry this movie to a decent watch. Um, yeah, it was like, we've had a lot of uh, bummers this year, but, but uh, now, now let's talk about we finally one. We finally hit the jackpot, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. We finally found one, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the Invisible Man. Yes. Um, was Has just been released based on the tales of the classic Universal Monster stuff, where like loosely based, yeah, very loosely based. But the concept of the Invisible Man it goes all the way through the Universal Monster era, and now we get different iterations of that story throughout time, and we finally hit one that actually works and Mm -hmm. actually um, makes sense. Um, yeah, it's it's modern. It makes sense. It's such like a it's such a cool spin on the idea. It's so like it it's a good kind of creepy. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's um okay. So let's start it off. So we get I guess, um, yeah, yeah spoiler spoiler free review. Just go see it. Just uh, but from here on out, yeah, we're going full breakdown into. Yeah, it. hopefully when this uh, gets out, you guys would have already seen it. Um, if not, then you know here's the spoilers. So, <laughs> um, we have Elizabeth Moss, right, playing mm-hmm. Cecilia. Uh, so she right off the fucking gate, like right off the goddamn oh, gate. Yes, the first fucking whole setup of the movie right is just like you don't you're not expecting it the movie opens up with her kind of waking up in the bed and then automatically it throws you in this kind of anxiousness where you realize what's going on you're like oh shit she's trying to like sneak out of this house right now yeah it's so high intensity yeah and then you realize the, the length she's going through to actually get out of this house uh without alerting uh that dude right yeah, so, without alerting like her sleeping husband, she's like walking around t- on her tiptoes, 
and then like going to like secret compartments in her house and pulling out all this stuff at like different areas dude yeah he has all these cameras and she's moving the cameras around that way she can see him on on her phone Mm -hmm. so she knows if he's waking up like she's going through a lot of obstacles in order to make sure she gets out unnoticed Mm-hmm. Um and off the gate you kind of realize what's going on in that kind of relationship based on how scared she looks um when you realize he might wake up when she kicks the dog bowl you know what i mean oh uh, dude i jumped yes like, right yeah <laughs> I, I legitimately jumped yeah. when she hit that dog bowl because like i first of all it's a loud noise you don't expect so that's a good jump scare and second of all like i was so in you know, like I was so in the moment that shit fucking shook me. Yeah, it was it was done very well because everything was so quiet. It was so silent, yeah. right? And she was uh, tiptoeing so well and kind of very uh, being very uh, ninja esque and shit. And uh, then she kicks this fucking dog bowl, and it's super loud. You're like, and you're just holding your breath. You're like, oh my god, that's super loud. <laughs> you know, it's like holy dude. shit. Um, yeah, that shit, it got me, dude. That yeah, shit got me. Yeah, dude. So off the bat, like, this movie captivated, you know? It's it's yeah. very rare when you do get that. And and then to top it all off, like, it keeps you. <laughs> like, it yeah. holds on to you. And it and it holds on to your emotions all the way through the end of the credits. Even, even before that opening scene, the title card is so cool. Yeah. Because it's just, like, it's just the ocean. And then I, it's like going over the credits. Like, I enjoyed that a lot because it yeah. seemed, it had a very retro vibe to it, but it seemed different because I I don't see that often, you know, because it looked like, I don't know, it looked not very, you know, it didn't look like it was taking itself too hardcore with the way it was doing the font and stuff. Like I felt, yeah. I felt that the movie wanted to kind of go a little bit old school, but like kind of show that this is going to be something different. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, it sets you up for like a, a lot of how the movie shot. Cause like when you look at that opening scene, you're just focusing all on one space, you know, and then you're starting to see that little part of it reveal itself. And that happens a lot during the movie, especially like during the opening scene where she's like going around and it's just like staring at the bed of like him sleeping there and you're just yeah. like seeing her move around like through the house and you know it's like the camera is focused on like one spot it, it's it's like um i guess to go back to like black christmas <laughs> remember that scene in the house like in that house where like that girl is walking around and you're waiting for the guy to come out oh jeez <laughs> very like very like hitchcock-esque you know just like making sure your your point of view is that one direction fucking but- black christmas <laughs> um but yeah you're right um the movie because of the nature of the antagonist right yeah. there's a lot of staring into these uh, into locations and, and settings where it's just a, we see a wall right but like she knows like yo this motherfucker is here yeah there's, <laughs> you know like oh, that's so good too like yeah it, it's a lot of it's a lot of elizabeth moss and it's a lot of the director uh let me just we gotta give him a shout out to lay Winnell. so this dude is the like, guy from saw 
Yeah, this dude is super experienced in terms of horror. Like, uh, he, yeah, he was the dude in Saw, first of all. He also, like, I think he co-wrote it, or he wrote it, I think? Like, either way, he's written a lot of shit. He's written a lot of the Saw shit. He wrote Dead Silence. He's done a lot of stuff with James Wan. And, um, this is his directorial debut. And, like, it's clear that, like, he had a vision for this. And, like, with Elizabeth Moss and, like, a lot of the camera tricks he uses... There's a lot of good use of empty space because it's like, you know, because he's invisible, right? Yes, but yet exactly. somehow this invisible dude is scary. It's it's scary because you're not seeing anything, but you're constantly like, oh, shit, where is he? Yeah, exactly. And the fact that she's aware of yes. his presence as well because she knows she's like no nah, this motherfucker's here like yeah that's like, what's so good too yeah all because because all throughout the movie like she is fucking 100 confident that this guy is doing this in crazy insane task of actually being invisible and just fucking making her life a living hell. Dude, she's just feeling the vibes. Yeah. It's so, it's so, it's so like the whole thing is like he, he, she escaped in the beginning because he's like this abusive husband. And then we find out later that he's such a terrible person to her. And then like, it's crazy though, because that guy, he does a ton of work in like five minutes. I think maybe we see him on screen. Like, I think at the most, you know, and like. Yeah, we see so, him. He, yeah, we see him at the end. And we see him in like uh, in, in in certain points in the in the first sequence, but like as you were just saying, like he does in in those first couple of minutes, we actually get him there. We kind of mm-hmm. get his vibe, you know what I mean? Yeah, we get like the kind of person he is that he fucking break a car window. <laughs> oh, dude, he'll just fucking grab her throat as dude. he's just punching a car window. And then it's like he he's like a superhero. He's like comes out of nowhere, like <laughs> yeah, first of all, dude. and yeah. just comes and punches a fucking window. And her sister is like absolutely clueless as to what the fuck is going on, right? Uh, because they haven't been in communication. There's been. Very little contact, right, or something like that. Right. It, yeah, because it took me some. On. It took me some time to like get used to that, because like it, that was one of the sticking points for me. You know, I, I didn't like how the sister was developed, and I'm like, but then I, I started thinking about, it, like you said, it makes sense because he's probably keeping it away, keeping her away from everyone around her. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like you saw how he sent that email and pretended to be her, right? So yeah. like it seems like that's like a natural thing for this dude, you know? Like, like yeah, it's like he's 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 a fucking schemer, this guy, you know? Like it seems like he knows how to ruin people's lives, you know? And yeah. he does things throughout the movie in invisible mode, you know? That um, seemed like um, when he was not invisible, um, it gives you um, a sense of what kind of person he was with her, um, yeah. which then kind of gets you more like angry at him for like just getting away with all this and nobody believing her and like Dude, just like yeah. legit like it, it. It all starts with him fucking raising the fire in the kitchen and just and just burning her fucking breakfast. Yeah. It's like she's exci- so excited to make breakfast for everyone, like omelets and oh, shit. And then he right. just ruined that for her, you know? And just off the bat, you see him just being not very nice person at all, you know? Dude, it's yeah, like, Sam, this guy is evil, bro. 
Yeah, you get so many like little touches like that. Like the fact that she was going to apply to a job and he took her portfolio. Oh my god, dude. That's and then and then he spiked her fucking drink with um uh, what's it called diazepam or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, some some, some kind sleeping of agent, right? Yeah, like a roofie, basically. Yeah, exactly. And then when they check her blood and shit, like he's so smart, this guy. So he drugs her up pretty much, right? And mm-hmm. then they kind of use that against her when shit goes down later on in the movie. Um, yeah like it's so so, like he's so evil damn that's so fucking (laughs) because it 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 all goes back to like it so it's a very like it's a very like abused woman story like uh, going back to i i said this in a previous episode my mom was excited because she was like it sounds like she she loves like the lifetime stuff and that's all lifetime movies you know it's exactly like like these kinds of movies like like this vibe yeah this is like a very supercharged lifetime movie yeah, like he's a su- he's a, a super abuser and like very like and there's there's some sexual violence in it because he he basically like impregnates her by like you know like fucking taking away her birth control without her knowing. Well, like, yeah, so like I, I'm thinking he we re- replaced it with placebos maybe. Yeah, uh, like he yeah to make her think that she's still taking them because she she was in the mindset that she's been taking fucking birth control the entire time. But, yeah, and but even that like was like, oh, yeah, even God. that wasn't her her own idea. Like even she wasn't doing that. Like it's so it's so crazy that like it's wild the levels that of of that actual control you see cuz she says it. And there's one thing like in a movie for for like the person to say it. And it's like you, you know, you believe victims and you believe her because, you know, Elizabeth Moss is so great. But then, then you actually start to see the extent of like what he actually does. And it's like, and the idea that he went invisible just to fuck with her. Like, at the end of the day, that's what it is. He's such like an evil person. He did it just to fuck with her. Yeah, that's fucked up, dude, right? Just like, and, just to fuck with her. Like, I, he, he, he fakes his own death. Dude, <laughs> <He> just, <laughs> like, it's crazy if you think about it. This dude's fucking rich, all right? He's rich. He's mm-hmm. like, he's like a, a lead, uh, research, a lead guy in the field of like optics and shit like that. So, you know, this guy's making bank, right? So, that being yeah. said, like we just mentioned, he decides to fake his suicide pretty much publicly fake his suicide right because mm-hmm. everybody like knew he was dead it wasn't just like an inside thing going on between you know the people he knew no everyone knew he was fucking dead because he committed suicide and mm-hmm. then to top it all off he kind of goes out of his way to just erase himself from mm. from just existence to like as we said to just make this woman's life Dude, unbearable it's, it's so fucked up because like he even gives her money and like the will and stuff oh my just, god just to take that away like it's so because cr- that's part of his plan just to like let her be happy for just a second but nope she can't be too happy you know like yeah when they can't... took away uh like when they took away the money and we knew that uh she had given James's daughter that gift uh, to go to um, that Parsons uh, School of Fashion, or whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. A side note: they were good too. They, they like the the cop. I don't. I, I forget his name. That's that's the problem too. I, I only know Cecilia's name. It was James. <laughs> was it James? 
Oh yeah, James. Like he, they, he and his daughter were good too. Like they're good actors. Yeah, um, I agree. It felt, it felt so natural. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree, hundred percent. But yeah, dude. Like, uh, what were we just saying? Um, yeah. So this dude is uh, is going fucking ham mm-hmm. on just making this woman's life unbearable, um, as we mentioned, and in in this will, uh, you know, if you will, um, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> uh, there is a clause in there that she has to be mentally competent in order to keep this money. She has to stay away from any kind of unlawful behavior, nothing illegal or the money gets taken away. So there's things in this, in this document that were obviously put there by this dude knowing what's in there. He can, he goes after those certain details in that, like, in that contract. You know what I mean? The illegal thing, you know, meaning that he kind of framed her by killing her sister in the restaurant, right? Yeah. So that was a big thing too. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, cause that was, you know, we started to seeing, we started seeing shit pop off around a certain point. And I'm wondering how you feel about that. Cause that's, that's where like, that's another one of my little sticking points. Cause like at the end of the day, I do think like this movie is a solid 10, like, I'm just going to say that straight out. Like, it's a solid, like, go see it if you can. But uh, pay for it, definitely. But, like, what almost makes it, like, a nine and, like, it's... Because uh, I'm not sure how I feel about, like, the, the action stuff. You know, when it actually starts popping off and he starts, like... He starts hitting a bunch of people and, like, you know what I mean? Like Oh, where and, he starts going John Wick on, like, on people uh, as yeah, he goes invisible? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I understand 100% because I'm, like, I... Myself, especially when James is getting as beat in his own house. Yeah. I was like, oh, I thought, like, James is a pretty big dude, you know? like He's so, like, biff. Like, he's so built, He's a beefy dude. Like, he's a built motherfucker. He's also a cop. I was, yeah, I was surprised myself as to... I, I was like, I, oh, I was like, I didn't know this guy, besides being an optics leader, you know, and the leader in, in the field of optics, I didn't know he was a kung fu master either. Yeah, you know? like, I get that he's invisible and you can't see him, but, like, he's got balls. Apparently, he's got, like, apparently he hits really hard, too. I mean, I mean, I guess, it, I guess the explanation is, like, the suit is tough, because we see him, like, like we see get get stabbed and shit like that. No, but the suit's but, still there. Yeah, no, but, but that's a good point, though, like... Let's be real. Like, this movie is really good, but you're right about this. Like, in that scene in the hospital ward, right? In that hallway mm-hmm. alone, it's, it's, there's a, there's an amount of action that seems a little, a little out of, um, uh, it seemed like out of tone, like out, out of, of character, place, right? Like yeah. out of place in the movie. It was just very coordinated. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. as, as raw as it should be in that kind of situation. But I overlooked it the minute that suit malfunctioned and fucking made itself visible. Oh, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. No, no, this is fucking too good. Dude, the suit, the suit design. Yeah, because like when you saw it before I did, like a, a week before I saw it, and like you didn't spoil, and I was wondering what the gimmick was. I'm like, I was wondering like, you know, and... I figured it had to do with tech when they were like, he's optics. And it was like, that's a weird thing to say. It's you like know, a like, Mysterio and Jace, but, but, <laughs> but yeah. it turns out that Mysterio is the actual <laughs> Jace to this, you know, to this character. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, it was, it's definitely all about optics. Um, so they do a very good job of showing you through the suit 
when she goes back to the house to kind of prove to herself that this dude is fucking doing crazy shit, she finds this suit and the suit has like a honeycomb pattern to it, right? And mm-hmm. and these honeycombs are these little fucking dome like cameras that pop in and out to kind of kind of just um mirror, you know? Like yeah. it just to, they're like optical mirrors to kind of do the whole invisible effect in the whole kind of suit, which yeah, is fucking like it, genius. It's it's sci-fi and a little like it's slightly far-fetched, but at the same time, it's just kind of perfect. Like yeah, it, it's it, it makes great. sense. Yeah, like it makes sense that like he would develop something like this, and like the suit. It's that phobia uh, where it's like. You know where you've seen online where it's like those little gray things in like somebody's hand or yeah, face or some shit. I know it's gross. Yeah, it reminds me of that shit. Like, you know it, what too? It's, you know what's funny mm-hmm. about that? I was just thinking how like those little cameras are like eyes that he, and that he's always watching. You know? Uh, yeah, that's true because those are oh. those are like eyes and shit. So those, and, that's it, a good detail. And yeah. he proves to like remember it where she was saying that oh. He told me he would do this. He told me that he would be there and, and I wouldn't know and that, you know, he would do this and do that. And I wouldn't even, you know, and I would have no idea he was there and that he'd be watching the whole time. So, like, this guy is – this is what rich people do sometimes, right? It's like <laughs> yeah, like yeah. they, I guess, just become so obsessive over something that they have to control it, you know? And he wanted to control a life, it looks like. And then, but it's just so weird, but it's, it's not far fetched, you know, uh, because I can guarantee you there are people like that. I, I've heard stories of people like that. Oh, yeah. Um, like the, the thing, yeah, you're right. Cause like it is the, the suit, yeah, and all him being invisible, of course, is far fetched. But the, the core emotional idea of like yeah. this, this abuse. It's so like such a grounded like it's such a grounded subject and such a grounded horror like it, it's so like that's what keeps everything going. You know what you though? Know? Like yes, but it doesn't overtake the actual like story. You know what I mean? That's true too. Like it, it's yeah. not in your face. Like oh, I was an abused woman and I just want to want to get my shit back. You know? It's like no. Like that's true. No, it's yeah. like right now I'm currently being fucking like haunted right now by this dude like who's invisible you know and nobody sees him but but like i know he's there doing shit to me so like there's like a, an actual physical presence doing physical like you know antagonistic shit to this protagonist and it's mm-hmm. not like um it's not all about her you know kind of living in that abuse blanket you know what i mean um, right. It's her, like you know, legit getting attacked and getting hunted by this dude, um, and getting physically attacked, and happening as the time in the in, in the movie goes. It's not just something that happened before that she has to worry about. You know, that's true. It's that's also true. Yeah, it's also something that is happening to her right now, and that we can see it. Um, and I like the fact that they didn't it, – It's I'm not saying they didn't stress it, but they didn't focus a lot yeah. on, on the fact that her relationship was an abusive relationship. And That's true. Because they could have gone very, you know, very soft about it is a way to put it that I don't – know if that's the proper it term but like it could have been it could have been very lifetimey yeah you know cause, exactly because like the most the most we get of like the context of their relationship um you know with 
away from like it telling us this stuff is we get that opening scene and it just shows us right away like oh shit she's so scared she doesn't even want to make a sound yeah you know and that's all we needed to know because she just and also she described to her sister you know how yeah the relationship was but there wasn't a lot of like details you know what i mean like you know there's there's no like flashbacks yeah exactly when james asked her oh did he hit you she's like he's like she's she's like yeah among other things but she doesn't get into that like i I like how they just kind of graze over it because they know they made their point already people are aware that she is scared of this guy and we are on her side already yeah and it's like we you know it focuses on keeping us in the now and it's like we you're right because it's like it, she doesn't tell us that much because we're seeing it happen. Yeah, you know, exactly. We're, we're like, seeing. Yes, it's like you see the control this guy has just by burning her fucking breakfast, dude. Like, <laughs> like yeah. you, you yeah. know, off the bat, this dude is playing dirty. She like he burns the breakfast, right? Like he, we find out he's been fucking squatting in the attic the whole time. Oh yeah, right. When yeah. she when she brilliantly fucking calls the phone. How smart was that? She's like, wait a minute, like. Let me just call his fucking cell phone, right, to see what happens. Like, if this dude's fucking alive and I know he's, like, a techie guy, he's going to have his fucking phone on him, right? Mm-hmm. So let me just call his phone and see what happens. And that's a smart thing that they wrote into the story because it's like, you know, at her worst point, she was like, you know what? Let me see what's up. Because this is after, you know, he punched, you know. Oh, he punched <laughs> the kid. She punched the kid in the face. And it, was, and it was, it was wild because – you know, she was very down and very depressed and just, like, kind of squatting down on the floor. And then this force just punched the girl in the face. Dude, it's so unexpected. <laughs> like, that Like that twist, um, you know, well, I'll go back to that in a second. But uh, that twist and then the sister death. Yeah. Like, that That was a literal, like, jaw-dropping moment. Yeah, but like, it, and it, what's, what's great, too, about that um, is that, like you mentioned before, the acting of this girl. Like, she herself acted fucking surprised as we did. Like, yeah, because she was like, why thing. would you fucking hit me? And I was like, oh, fuck. She thinks she, yeah, I'm like, oh, like, yeah, it's, it, yeah. And then going back to the, the attic scene, like, her, she's being smart with, like, the paint. Yeah. Like, she, because she yeah. sensed him on the ladder. Like, yeah. I'm like, man. And then it's so good because she, going back to the fact that she just felt his aura around her the entire time. Yeah. And it's and, and it's great too how she described it like th- that way we knew how she kind of could feel him when she was describing certain things about their relationship how she can feel him watching her sometimes yeah and, and he can feel her watching her think and what like he can just as you mentioned feel the presence feel the vibes you know so she knew like he was sitting in that chair and he was standing in that corner. And I love that. And as we go back to the the earlier part of this conversation where we mentioned how the camera um, and the filmmaking work, like, use space, right? How, yeah. like, how, how they just film a corner, right? But you still kind of get tensed up because you're like, holy shit, he's there. You know, because she's just staring at that knowing, like, he's fucking right there. Like, Dude. and nobody sees him, but I know he's there. A lot of credit to Lee Winnell on top of this, too, where it's, like, there are no cheesy kind of moments. No, like uh, The most we get, like, of, like, you know, because we, we get the knife moving, we get, the like, the bacon burning. But, like, the most we get from that is, like, oh, the footprints in the blanket, you know? Yeah. Or, like, um, 
uh, there was another little one, but like, there's no like little thing moving across the floor or like, you know, like nothing gave it away for like a long time. Yeah. And yeah. it's a lot of just like looking at corners, like you said, and you're like, is she like, but we, you know, we know she's telling, like, we know he's there, but at the same time, there's a little bit of doubt because it's like, is he there? Or yeah, is that but it's like a. But, but then we get a big reveal in the restaurant when she's finally kind of um, making amends with her sister oh, after this guy yeah. sent that email, right? He sent the nasty email out, and now she's making amends with her sister finally. And her sister seems to be kind of softening up, and all of a sudden, you see this knife floating around, and the sister sees it. She sees it, and you're like, oh, my God, you see, she fucking told you it's real. So she sees it. And then all of a sudden, oh, the, like, she fucking bites it, her dude. fucking throat gets slit. And then the knife gets put in fucking Cecilia's hands. And she's in fucking shock and awe. Just like Tony Collette was when her husband burnt up in Hereditary. Just yes. like just like in utter like awe. Like what the fuck just happened? You know? Like like how did that just happen? And it was absolutely a perfect moment. And it was really well done, dude. Really well yeah, done. Yeah, like it was probably my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, it was yeah. it was fantastic. Like <laughs> like we get like another a similar kind of kill um at the end of the movie, right? Oh, oh uh, yeah. God. Like uh is there anything else we need to talk about before the end of the movie? Um, Cuz like No, we spoke about the suit, how awesome the fucking suit was. Um Oh, we, right. Uh so it's his brother. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So that's the thing. Like, it, I like how they cast the right guy to be like his brother lawyer. Yeah. You know, because it's like he's kind of skeevy looking. So yeah, he seems time, always, like always sweating and weaselly like, right? Yeah. <laughs> like always waiting for his next fix. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when you get the reveal that like he it was a second suit that he was wearing, like it it makes it makes some sense, but it also goes back to the whole controlling thing, and it's crazy how his brother was all part of the plan too. Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. And, and, and then, then and oh, also yeah. how how he put himself like how he locked himself up. Like in the yes. you know in the basement of his own house and stuff, which is crazy, which shows you the length of how crazy this fucking guy is, just to kind of you know pr- uh, like make her go crazy. Like, oh look, you see, I told you it wasn't me. Told you it wasn't me, right? And all oh, along, yeah. you know, all along she knew it was him. Dude, so let's yeah, so let's talk about that finale. Yeah, she knew it was what him a- all along, man. What and, a good finale, dude. Yeah, like, it it was great because. She wanted more justice. Like she, yes. um, it came to the point um, after James guys as beat like hardcore, <laughs> um, uh, like legit James guys as handed to him, which is like, come on, dude. But you know, she managed to uh, blow the fire extinguisher on the suit. You know, I made him visible, and he shot him, and it turned out to be the brother, right? And she was like, oh, I can't believe this. Uh, um, it, ha- it had to have been him this whole time because they find him. But, but they were like, oh, but he's been locked up in the basement and shit like that. So she is like in a little kind of vendetta kind of, you know, like mentally like, no, it was him. It was definitely him. She mm-hmm. and, and she wanted to prove it. So w- we got a scene at the end where she goes back and you see her have dinner with um, with Adrian. Yes. yes. Uh, and uh, they're having dinner and Adrian's kind of showing her 
like you know hey you know it, i'm oh, here he's he's being that apologetic like abusive guy yeah he's, yeah, being, he's being oh i didn't know what i had before and now we have this baby yeah. blah 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 <laughs> blah right yeah, and then you see dude. james you cut to james in a car and you know he's he's listening to what they're saying so you get the idea that he that she's trying to incriminate him right mm-hmm. to prove that he was the one that was uh uh in this uh you know planning this whole thing but this guy adrian he's good he's fucking good he like he he the whole way through was kind of in denial mode just doing shit to kind of you know gloss over any kind of wrongdoing and then all of a sudden she, you know she excuses herself um oh yeah, it's no, no cause, it, it's it's because he says surprise he's, exactly he says the word surprise which um earlier in the movie there's a couple instances where that shows up and she realizes it's him so once he says surprise she excuses herself goes back to where she hid that's that second suit right yeah um obviously we get uh, a scene where adrian is about to just eat or something and then the knife goes in his hand and you, you see his hand just slice his own throat yeah because like yeah. she she moves or like the camera's positioned in the way or like the camera all the camera sees is him picking up his own knife and yeah. fucking cutting his own throat yeah it's great you know? and then she and then what's brilliant is that she comes out you know moments later and then sees this in the in the camera frame screaming call the police oh my goodness oh my goodness look what happened and you know lo and behold we find out it was her with the other suit and uh and then um as yeah because because then we get the revenge reveal yeah she like she hangs up the phone and it's so satisfying you know because she's like you know uh i I forget what she says but like the whole like it's good like it's a good revenge and it's like it's closure too for the movie yeah. You know, it's like this guy's put down finally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then and then James was like, What are you doing? What are you doing? Right? And then she was like, Oh no, don't worry about it. You know, you know, the camera, you know, caught it all. He did it himself. Right. And then he was like, What are you talking about? And she's like, The camera caught it all. Like Oh yeah, the like, camera fucking chill, dude. caught him. The camera fucking <laughs> saw him kill himself. All right, dude. As he sees the suit in this duffel bag, right? Yeah, and then she's like, "What did it sound like?" And he's like, "It sounded like he killed himself." Like, yeah, it's- exactly. So he, so he falls in line, and he realizes that she needed this, and she was gonna do it whether he knew it or not. So right. you know, he goes with it. He's like, "Fuck it," you know. The camera got him killing himself. You know, I think that was awesome. My wife uh, brings up the point, like, "Oh, what do you think she's gonna do with the suit now in the duffel bag?" Ooh, what are your thoughts on that one? Like, like, so, all right, yeah. So uh, he had an interview where he mentioned, uh, or the director did, where he mentioned he hasn't thought of a sequel yet, and that kind of makes sense. You know, because it's like, if the movie does end here, that's, you know, or if it doesn't turn into like a franchise, perfect, right? Perfect. We get one tight movie and like, this, this is the horror fan's dream, right? Where you get one really good movie and then never touch it again because it's too good. I know, know? right? You wish, right? (laughs) But if we do get a sequel, like, what do you... Is it like superhero esque? Well, my wife was saying that it could be like a Dexter esque, a Dexter esque oh. situation where she Ooh. uses the suit, you know, to kill these billionaire guys who abuse their power as well, and other kind of you know grimy dudes, you know that you know 
Taken style grimy dude and shit that she can just Ooh. take out because she's invisible. You know, I I love that idea. Right, that was that's you pretty know, neat, right? Yeah, because like we we saw one version of Elizabeth Moss throughout the whole movie, and while that version is good, you know, then we see the transformation of her into like a badass. Yeah, you know, because exactly. she's like fighting against these things, and at the end, she's like the total badass. She's like smiling and complete. But like, if we get that badass version throughout a whole movie. Like, I yeah, she's a femme fatale, like legit. <laughs> yeah, like I want to see that. You, oh, your wife had a great idea, <laughs> right? I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, that's genius. Yeah, that's fucking genius. I didn't even think of that. I, I was just, I thought that was just an ending, you know? Because yeah, it, like it does me preferably, preferably me. I would prefer to end it there. I'm good with that. I don't need any more of that. Like you did a great job. But if you get Elizabeth Boss back in some cool, I'm down. Yeah, if she's but, wearing the suit to kill, like, fucking skeevy dudes. Yeah, like. dude, right? Like, that works out big time, man. But, yeah, we finally get a really – it's a good revenge movie, too, you know? Yeah, it's a good, like – you know, it, it's crazy because uh, there's an interview I, I, I liked with, with Manel. I've, I've been looking up stuff ever since, like, <laughs> ever since I saw it. Yeah. Because, like, I like the movie Because it's much. good. Yeah, and, like, he – you know, it was great because he was – like you know they they asked him about like that kind of angle you know like the abuse angle yeah and he's like he's like i just wrote the script it wasn't my story to tell and he was like a lot of that was elizabeth moss you know and the emotion she puts into it and i'm like god damn it like Great. such a like that's a good perspective to have on this and if you were to take that perspective and write a second movie and direct a second movie like i fuck it like i want to see that i it's very conflicting, right? <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, shit. But that's wild, you see. But that's how much, how awesome uh, Moss is, you know? How, yeah. like, yeah. how the script was written, but then how she controlled the whole narrative based on her output, you know? Yeah, she had to do a ton of work in this movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, like, just based on her fear of this guy in the, in the first sequences, like, you got it. You understood it. If somebody else didn't do it the justice that kind of part deserved, it wouldn't have been as effective in terms of like her fear, you know, like you're right because like off the bat, you understand like, oh, this guy is a fucking he's a piece of work, you know, so you get the fear aspect that she has already. And then how she remember how she couldn't even get out of the house at first and shit, how like every dude like she like like like. That guy running across the street and like his tracksuit, like he, he, she thought that was him. She thought like the mailman was him. She yeah. thought like everything was him. But then it's funny, was he there the whole time? Right? Uh, yeah. Like it's, it's so good in retrospect. Right. Too, you start w- thinking about it. When yeah. did he actually infiltrate the home? You know, uh, when did he start hanging out in the fucking attic? Because she was there for a little while. Yeah, and then to find out that he was sitting in the attic. Like, that's so creepy, too. The fact that he was able to stand so still and sit so still and not make any... You know what I mean? Like... That's it, some, it, you know what though? But that's that's creepy rich guy shit though. You know? Yeah, that's that's psychopath shit. Yeah, she was saying it's it really sociopath is. shit. Yeah, it like, really is like the creepy like rich guy shit. Like <laughs> that, like Hannibal Lecter and fucking you know Bates and all that stuff. Like oh yeah, American Psycho and like it's just like the rich guys are just weird. Oh man, they have, they're fucking deviants and weirdos. But what a good fucking movie. 
And then, like, I'm glad it didn't fall apart when we saw the gimmick. Like, I'm still thinking about that suit. Dude. It's a good suit. I fucking kudos. Like, legit. Like, (laughs) honestly, like, how they came up with that is beyond me, but that's awesome. Like, that's a great fucking job. And, like, how every little, like, nook and cranny of that suit was with an optical camera so like you understood the kind of technology without having to be a nerd you know what i mean you got yeah. oh it's like an optical illusion he worked in optics that makes sense you know so they they dumped it down to the point where you knew already like oh like this is how it worked you know um yeah. it, it wasn't really something you've had to kind of absorb too much because they did a good job of visually showing how it worked too yeah know? the fact that they could make an invisible suit work in general. Like, that's still... it. I think that blows my mind most of everything. Like, they made an... Like, he... They all made an Invisible Man movie that works. Yeah. Like, because this shit never works. Like, it's always some dude in bandages. Or yeah, it's word, like, right? <laughs> or it's like he's wearing... What's the classic bandage and sunglass look? You know? And, like, it's... It takes it all in such a different direction. And, like, this was this brand was part of that dark universe at first. Remember that shit? I remember that. Yeah, with the mummy and the Dracula untold and that 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 shit can. That went nowhere fast. But, you know, they could start a dark universe of Jace with Elizabeth Moss as, like, a a killer femme fatale. If they wanted to make these all darker, like, because Jason Blum... It's talking about how how he Blumhouse wouldn't mind producing a new Frankenstein movie. Uh, oh, that'd be dope. I'm down yeah. for that. I love Frankenstein. Yeah, and like seeing how they, you know, seeing the right person like reinvent this this classic Universal monster in such a way, it's kind of like you know what? I kind of want to see the other ones now. Like I want to see like a new a new take on Wolfman. Uh, we've had a bunch of Wolfman. Ah, but he's uh, like, Toro, rest in peace. <laughs> Yeah, remember the oh, Wolfman was such a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that movie, but oh, like, uh, but uh, yeah, like I wouldn't mind like you know a new mummy. I'm pretty sure they could make it work. Like I don't know, this is how good this movie is. Like I'm just like fuck it, give me more. Yeah, dude, it's a great fucking movie. Highly recommend it to everyone. It's uh, it was really good. It's uh, honestly in the top for the best well, of the of the years thus far. You know? It is the top of the it's the top it, of the year. What else is there been? <laughs> I don't know, man. But what else is there gonna be? The bar set pretty high, though. You know what I mean? That's absolutely true. It's who's number two f- from here on, honestly. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, un- until further notice, you know, who's number two? Absolutely. Because, Absolutely. dude, it's pretty, it's going to be pretty tough to fucking, to top uh, what Invisible Man did. Um, and it's cool because they used their time wisely. Yeah, um, it was a little bit over two hours, but the pacing was really well done because the tension and the suspense in the movie was there all throughout which mm-hmm. made everything just seem very crucial and very kind of like life or death, you know? Yeah. And um, it was great. Like, you lived with the characters. You died with the characters. You were there every single minute. Like, you felt for a Cecilia at every single point in time because oh. you're like, oh, my God, this guy is fucking making her life living hell. But then, she, but then, she suffers so much, dude. But then on like, top of that, you questioned her too, you know? Like, like, you were like, oh, wait a minute. Is she kind of, you know... 
like fucking losing it. Remember when yeah. she went to the lawyer again? She, 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 and, and then the guy was like, listen, he also tormented me and blah, blah, blah. Don't let him win. And don't let his memory kind of haunt you and all this shit. She kind of had you too. But she was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. Let me go to his fucking house. He saw the fucking dog still being fed. She's like, oh. yo, she's she like, yo, this motherfucker's still alive. No <laughs> shit. I didn't like the my first thought was like that dog's been in there for a month by itself. That's what I'm saying. The dog <laughs> the dog's been getting fed, you know, and then, you know, she um was very smart about it. it. It was a very smart thriller. She was a very smart character. There's a lot of times where in movies like this, the main character makes a lot of dumb decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, she very much was in shitty situations and made the best of every situation. And I think was able to come up top in terms of like her role and what her character did every time you saw the, them on the screen. Like, yeah, a lot of, a lot of mind games. Yeah, man. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's kind of like, oh my God, what did he do to her now? Or like, what's the, the next turn gonna hold? What's the next door open gonna have, you know? Yeah. Uh, which is crazy. And then like all the while you have this emotional stuff going on with the character. Yeah. As well as, like, you have both internal and external conflicts, which is crazy to see in a horror movie these days, um, where this woman is battling herself as well as battling an outside pro- force, you know? And it was just very well done, man. It was fucking kudos, man. Like, shit, good yeah. job. Like, just thank good you. Job thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Um, I was very into the fucking movie. Um, I was very into the movie. I haven't been into a movie like that in a long time. And that ends this episode, folks, of The Morgue, episode 26. Um, yes. And uh, don't forget to check us out on all the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, don't forget to check us out on SoundCloud. Um, you can listen to SoundCloud on Apple Podcast. Uh, you can also uh, check out uh, Glenn, uh, the maker of the intro on SoundCloud as well. The link is on the on the feeds uh so uh, again thank you glenn for the music we appreciate it highly man much appreciated Mm -hmm. bro once again as always um i am arturo padilla the guy behind the face and with me is nick valdez of comicbook.com text what's up Bye. bye everybody don't forget it's a scary world out there people stay clean wash your hands Oh, and yeah. uh, we'll Fuck walk you, you through this bit by bit, all right? 